thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to 100 Not Out, featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Christoph and Marcus Pierce. Welcome to another edition of 100 Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging well. My name is Marcus Pierce, and I am here with the legend himself, the co-founder of The Wellness Couch and The Wellness Guys. It's Dr. Damien Christoph. Great man. How are we? Well, thank you, Marcus. Very excited today, I have to say. Oh, Damo, we are jumping out of our skin, aren't we? We are so excited for this interview. I don't care whether you are listening and you are 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, 90, whatever age you are, if our next guests don't inspire you, then clearly nothing will. We are going to shoot up to Al Jester in Queensland. We're going to speak with the oldest competing athlete in the world, Unreal. in the whole entire known universe. We are <laughs> about to speak with an amazing woman who holds four world records, only took up the sport of track and field in her early 70s. I'm speaking of the inspirational Ruth Brith. And we're here also with Ruth's daughter, Helen Searle. Ruth and Helen, it is a very warm 100 not out. Welcome to you both. Thank you. Thank you, Marcus. It's very nice to be here. Well, first of all, um, Ruth, if we can start with you and Helen, I'd like you to chime in when uh, you'd like to fill in the blanks as well. And then we'd like to have a chat with you about your own um, individual achievements too. But Ruth, there's so much to cover with you. You've lived such an incredible life and I know you're very humble about it. But for people that may not know who you are, um, do you want to let us know how you came to get involved with athletics? I've always been an athlete, even through school. My father was an athlete and I inherited it. So ever since I was at primary school, I have been an athlete. Wow, okay. So considering the fact that you say you've always been an athlete, and I know that you played hockey and the like when you were growing up. Um, you You've been featured in a wonderful documentary which we've interviewed a number of the um, leading lights from. Um, but uh, there's a great story in the documentary, Ruth, of uh, even though you've always been an athlete, it took you some time to decide to... Uh, to I don't want to give the whole story away, but um, you were watching your wonderful daughter weave her magic and then you decided that you might do it as well. Do you want to sh- shed some light on how that came to be? Well, I suppose over the years... I was an athlete, then Helen became an Olympian, and everything was concentrated on Helen till I joined the veterans. We were called veterans in those days. <laughs> Not masters. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, it, you, you, if you're going to be something, you grow into it without knowing. You gradually grow till you're right in it, and that's the end of it. You, know, you just keep going. Now, Ruth, I just want to ask you, though, is it true? Can you confirm the rumour or maybe even the story that was uh, featured on you in the documentary, The 100 Plus Club, that you were, in fact, the bad, the bag lady for the club and uh, one day you just decided that you'd had enough of being the bag lady and you were going to play a bit more of an active role in the club? Is that how it all um, that, that, unfolded? That, that is correct, yep. Fantastic. <laughs> now, was it the, all the practice with the bags that got you so good at shot put, Ruth? <laughs> well, you're throwing those. I, I, I don't mind the shot put, but don't ask me anything about discus and javelin because I hate them. <laughs> Even though you're the world record holder in yeah, discus and javelin, yeah. you really don't like yeah, them. Yeah, well, let's be honest. 
Okay. I'm the only one in it, so I have to win it, don't I? <laughs> of course, of course. But I just actually on this when because you know, according to as I said to you before the interview, you are a, you are a celebrity around the world. Your your achievements have been featured um, in numerous countries around the world. But I have to ask you, um, when you were competing, I think it was 2009 at the Masters Games in Sydney. You were 100 uh, years of age at the time. Um, but tell me. The, the competitors that were younger than you, because a lot of people would be listening to this and going, wow, what an incredible woman, amazing achievement. But what about the people that are in there, you know, you're in the 75 plus age group. How were the competitors that were, you know, 20 and, and, and 30 years below you? What was their attitude towards um, you you're competing there? Well, they just look at you and say, oh, dear, you're marvellous. <laughs> you don't think of yourself as marvellous because you love doing this, so you do it. It's great. I've got a guy who's and actually... Think, well, no matter what you're going to be, you, you've got to love doing what you do. Yeah. It's no good going into something thinking, oh, I won't do any good, I'm no good. If, with that attitude, you you are no good. That's, that's a great so, point. That, yeah. That's how it became. I just grew into it. But I've been an athlete all my life, primary, high school, um, the whole... I come from New South Wales, I'm not a Queenslander. Oh, you, you wear the blue, you wear the blue, not the maroon. Oh. Yeah, we don't wear your blue and white. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to be excited about that. I thought, oh, a bit of blue, different sort of blue. <laughs> but uh, so I didn't, I didn't realise that. I thought that you, know, you must have been a, a Queenslander. Oh, no way. No way. No, I'm just... blue and blue. <laughs> We've got two blue eyes that we wear maroon when we have to compete for Australia in the Australian titles. <laughs> I love it. That's good. And the weather's better up there too, anyway, mind you, I have to say. But, uh, now, to stay fit, you're going to have to be you know, doing it, doing something, I would say, daily. Would that, would that be right? Would you, are you exercising every single day, Ruth? I didn't catch that. Oh, yeah, do you, do yes, you, she is. Yeah. She, she does her, because uh, we've got a weight machine here in the back. Yeah, I, I, I've got all the equipment, the riding bike, the weight machine and all that. And it's on the back brand, which is a very big one. So down one end, yeah. and that is, nobody's allowed in there. You are an athlete. <laughs> really? So you need a special pass to get in there. You've got to be, you've got to be approved. Mm-hmm. Excellent. That's great. Well, that's a great thing because so many people have excuses around exercise, Damo. Like, I'm 31, you're 39, and there's people our ages that are like, it's too cold yeah, to exercise, potatoes, I yeah. don't have time to exercise. Yeah, well, there's a whole, I mean, there's a whole movement couch to, what is it, Damo? Couch potato couch to potatoes. 5K? Yeah, yeah. couch um, to 5,000. You know, so, uh, Ruth, how do you go with that in terms of, you know, setting this wonderful example of, of ageing well, and, and even Helen, you yourself, setting this wonderful example of ageing well with exercise being at the forefront. Do people think that you're lucky or that you've just stumbled across it when, when clearly it takes a lot of time, effort and dedication to be ageing as gracefully uh, as you both are? Well, it's Helen speaking. It's, uh, some, of them, some of the people um, think you're stupid. Um, oh, what do you want to do that for? <laughs> Oh, you know, you don't have to warm up. You don't have to do this. This is even in our in our masters uh, competitions. They just turn up, expect to throw well without warming up or stretching or anything like that. Yeah, but wow. um, you've got it's a gift given to you. You, as Mum says, you like it. But 
it's a motivation too. Um, we have withdrawal symptoms if we don't exercise, if we can't get to throw or can't get to run. Yeah. Yeah. It's an addiction. <laughs> that, that makes sense. Yeah, uh, we hear that all the time from a lot of people, of course. So, yeah. and, you know, that's that's what it does become. And it's, it's beyond just a habit. It's it's part of your lifestyle. That's exactly what you do. It's kind of like if you didn't go to bed at night time, you'd feel kind of unusual. If you didn't yeah, exercise right. through the day, you'd feel unusual. Yeah. That's, that's it. Now, Helen, you're... Uh, you know, quite a seasoned athlete yourself, and um, <laughs> putting it lightly, don't I? Wow! I mean, look, you know, look at look at what your achievements. I was one are. of the unlucky Australians uh, represented in the year of the drug non-drug testing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Gosh, you know, when you see girls down in the ablution blocks having shaves before they go out to complete, and things like this. Oh uh, yeah. yeah. You yeah, saw? The, did you see that? Yeah. You can yeah. back in the sixties. Back in the 60s, yeah. There's no mm-hmm. drug testing in those days. I didn't was think you could do uh, drugs back then. Yeah, pardon our age and, and ignorance here, but is that the uh, the East German times and the... Um, Russians, uh, East Germans, yeah. The, Russians, the, the, East Germans. That block, yeah. The same Raylene Boyle story, similar to that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, of course. Um, and again, pardon my ignorance, but was it the same era as Dawn Fraser? Are you, is it, are you close with, with Dawn Fraser? Is it the same... Um, yeah, it same, is the same, same era. Yeah. Same competitions, only I didn't get to Melbourne. I twisted an ankle before I got to Melbourne. Oh, oh no. Oh. Those stories. Are, oh, that's terrible. But you did go on to win silver medals in the 62 Commonwealth Games, which is true. Yes. 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 Beaten by the, for the gold medal by an inch in both high jump and long jump. Oh. At least they were Australians that beat me, so that's okay. Just yeah. two and a half centimetres, hey? That's, yeah. uh, that's amazing. Now, you are uh, Ruth's coach, and do, do you have to crack the whip on her, or is she pretty self-disciplined? You have to pull the reins in because every time you go to train, she wants to do world records. <laughs> yeah, excellent. She can't understand that you, you're, just, you're just doing a technique. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. That's fantastic. Um, now, I know Marcus is very keen to ask more questions, um, but one of, the, one of the things that I that I like to always ask about because I'm as much as I do enjoy exercising, I'm a I'm a bit of a foodie. I like to do food. I I'm a nutrition guy. Um, and so I always like to ask about nutrition. Now, in terms of nutrition, is there anything special that, that you and, and Ruth or Helen and you and Ruth, do, do, do you do anything special with nutrition or is it just run of the mill? Can you take us through your diet? What do you have for breakfast, lunch and tea? Because there's people listening to this that want to okay, know more. I have, I have two slices of toast with protein, yes. either eggs, meat or cheese. Yes. Mum has two slices of toast with marmalade on it. Right. And just tea or coffee. Just marmalade? Yeah, well, butter on your toast, but yeah. She say. doesn't eat protein. No, I know she um, said butter, not margarine, right? We're talking butter. <laughs> uh, well, lunch we usually have um, meat and vegetables. Yes. And mum has fruit. I don't like fruit, so I have more vegetables than mum does. Okay. And tea at night is just... Um, well, I have... Protein again with on bread and mum mum just has a piece of fruit and a slice of bread and butter and things like that. Wow. There you go. Wow. And no drugs. No drugs. <laughs> well, mum's the only one that has because of a heart now that she's got to have heart tablets. Oh, and you're but talking I don't those sorts of drugs. Putting drugs down my throat for. Look at you. Oh, yeah. gee. You're talking. And you know what? Speaking our language. Um, 
just seen the other day um, that uh, 92.5% of the, uh, of the, I think it's the American population, of people over 65 um, have got some kind of chronic disease and, uh, and on some form of medication. Um, so isn't that just a credit uh, to yourselves? I mean, obviously, Ruth, we haven't touched on this yet, but you had the pacemaker installed um, in, uh, what are we talking, 18 months ago almost. Yep. But um, tell you what. Helen and, and Ruth, to be doing that is uh, phenomenal because you really are in the minority. And that's the other thing, isn't it? Exercise and aging well and being well, it really is, as I say to people, you've got to be weird because you're in a real minority of people. You're the exception rather than, than the rule. And you do come up to, re, to resistance um, with, with actually aging well in today's age. That's my dog. Sorry about that. Sorry, Somebody to... just walked down our side path. All right. <laughs> <laughs> See, he wants to be on the call as well. <laughs> Yeah, what are now, you? We, got a, we got a side footpath that runs down. And somebody just walked down it, so he's got to protect the neighbourhood. Oh, good on you. Good on you. Good mm. dog. Good little man. Now, oh, yes. Helen and Ruth, um, a lot of people today, whether in their 30s or 40s or 50s, don't really want to grow old. They keep on, like I had a lady today who, who is feeling old, and she's not. She's gorgeous. You wouldn't, even, you wouldn't think that she was over 40, but she's feeling old, is what she said. And, uh, and so that surprises me. But. I think people kind of see their parents go, oh, I'm old, and or they watch television and go, oh, I'm old, I'm not feeling really good, and they and, and I think you see that television disempowers older people. I've I've noticed that, uh, but you both are the complete opposite of that. Can you share for our listeners what you love about getting older and wiser, and especially you, Ruth, at 103? You can answer that one, Mum. <laughs> I'll be 104 in in a couple of weeks' time. <laughs> well done. That, that's no. good. I think if you start thinking about age, you will grow old quicker. You can't stop growing old if you're alive. You just keep living, that's all. And above all, enjoy what you're doing. Enjoy every minute of what you are doing, no matter what it is. Now, I'm not enjoying not being able to train. I haven't trained since about two months. And I, every time I go to the doctor, I say, when can I go training? <laughs> so you've got to believe in yourself and you, you've always just got to keep coming. Yes. But I just really hope that people hear that message because, again, Dan, we talk about this a lot. Everyone gets so fixated and obsessed with their diet. But really, how many times do we have to hear to enjoy what you're doing, live the life that you want to live? Not the yeah, life that you think right. you should live. Don't do what others think you should do. Do what you think you yeah, believe to be the best thing to, to be doing. And it sounds incredibly selfish, but no one's going to live our lives for us. No, and you've got and no it, control, so you you might as well just live it because you've got you can't alter it. That's that's spot on. That's. That's so spot on. Now, I think Marcus might have just dropped off there. He sounded like he no, just. No, sorry, no, no. I just, I was, uh, I was, I was listening intently. I just wanted to to ask you, Ruth, when you you said this in the documentary, and um, it really did ring true to me. And I, I just love a bit more uh, from you on this. Is you said that the biggest thing that people want as they age is just to be listened to. They just want to talk and they want to be spoken to, which is, for me is another way that they want to be respected. Can you? Just give an insight into what it's like to be 103 in, in a world today, 2013, where we've all got you know a million friends on Facebook but not very many real friends. Uh, we don't really connect as much as we used to. Um, what's it like for you in a world where it, it, is a, it is a battle for a lot of people to be heard and to, and to be actually uh, and to talk as well? How do you find this as someone, you know, again, in your place, in your age, in this world? 
I don't know. It just comes. Right. If you start thinking about it, it's not going to come. Marcus, it's like this. You go into a room full of people, you know them, and they say, oh, yeah, how are you? Now sit here, and that's the last you see them. They just ignore you. Yeah. Once you get to about 70, 74, you're an invisible person mm. in a social uh, networking. Gee, it's almost, that, it's like you become almost a liability or irrelevant or yes, uh, not necessary. Right. Yes. But then when you go to a, a peer group like Ruth, when you go to when you have your one hundred, you know, your one hundred club catch ups or Helen, when you catch up with friends, you know, or when you go down to training, you know, at the local um uh track and field club, yeah. like surely that feeling of relevance, that feeling of high self esteem then returns because you're around an empowering peer group. I mean, it's a bit of a Dorothy Dixie question, but obviously you'd agree with that, I imagine. Well, when you go to the 100 Club and you sit them all together, they, 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 they talk their language. They know, like, they've grown from horse and buggy to rockets. And <laughs> they can talk to each other. Our age group can talk to each other. But you get a 50-year-old in, yep. and they're talking... Com- computers and things like that, which to us, yeah, we know computers, but, you know, like, um, don't go so quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But with the peer group, even even as you say, with the peer group, we have a competition in Canberra for a long weekend in October, the first weekend in October. Now, it's all of us. It's 30 and above. And yet we can go to a barbecue there and there's about... Well, I suppose about six or seven that are now over 70, that's including mum, you get in a corner and everybody ignores you. Wow. Yeah, and yet you're still talking the same language, you know, but you, you're old. You know, you're... Yeah, and that really is the perception of society, isn't it? Rather, like, cause yeah. you, you, as you say, you guys both feel, feel fabulous and great, but it's what society as a whole is perceiving of people as they age. And, and again, that's what Damien and I are helping on kind of changing is that perception yeah. of what it is to age. Because in other countries, in other cultures, where there's so much respect and wisdom where people want to hang around people that are older and wiser. They want to learn the lessons. They want to almost... Um, they want to shorten the learning curve in yes. life by hanging around people Think that have lived their lives gap, but uh, already. Generation um, but in the Western world, we see older people generally as a liability, rather than learning the lessons from them, and and you know either to prevent those those mistakes being made again, or to know what to do when the challenges of life um, come up again. I mean, even we talk about that demo in nutrition. You know, like gone are the days where you learn how to bake bread the way your grandmother did, and make you know roast like your grandmother did, and and make food the way your grandmother did. Now it's just flicking out the iPad and getting a recipe that doesn't really, might not have any history or culture or wisdom, um, but we've kind of lost that touch to, to generations gone by. Mm. Yeah, I agree with that. Mm. It's still fast food. That's half the problem. Too much fast food, too much sugar. So, too well, much I think my connection may have been through. Can you guys hear me okay? Hello. Yeah, I've, I've, Hello. Got, I've got everybody. I've got you there. Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, I can, I can hear you both. Okay. Okay, that's yeah. right. Yeah. So yeah. We'll, we'll just cut at that point there. We'll cut at that point. Helen. That's okay. Um, you're
I was just going to say, Helen, do you want to start back uh, what you that comment you were just about to start again there? Because I know that Marcus did go a little bit funny, and your voice did go a little bit crackly, so there was definitely something happening with, with the connection just then. But if you could just um, pick up where you left off there, Helen, that would be terrific. Yeah, well, I think I think the problem today with with the, the, the people of today is all the fast foods they eat. Yes. I mean, uh, you get frozen, frozen vegetable meals from all the different people and they just stick them in a mic you don't know what's in them I reckon there's too much sugar and too much salt in them True. and that's what's blowing our young kids out True. they're not having home cooked meals well there's definitely that I agree yeah I definitely yeah. agree with that and you know a lot of these foods be quite foreign especially you know to yourself and your mum you know the, the, the foods that these kids are eating these days are, are definitely very very different very energy dense and um, and, oh. um, and and not a lot of vitamin or mineral in the, in the food it's what we call yeah. empty calories which I know you'd be familiar with that particular term but it is concerning and I think that even though the food that you both well certainly your mum eats is very very simple you know a couple of bits of yeah. toast with some butter and marmalade for brekkie yeah. you know at, at least at least it's uh, it's very simple. It's not this compli- complicated cocktail of chemicals no, and, and numbers. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, good point. Great point. Well, been, but, I, yeah, sorry, Dan. Can I just say one thing here? Because this is something that has made me laugh, and I tell a lot of people this. Ruth, I know you get asked this a lot, you know, what is your secret to longevity? But maybe just share with our listeners um, how much uh, vegetables make a, a part of your diet. <laughs> I, I, I really, you took me to the wrong person because I, I don't really eat vegetables. <laughs> and I know the young parents out there that are, that are trying to uh, ram vegetables down their kids are going, don't tell me that, don't tell me that. And we're not saying here, don't eat your vegetables. We're all saying here, eat your vegetables. But we just want to more promote the point that diet is not the number one most important factor in aging well. It goes far deeper than just the food that you put into your stomach. Why, Helen and Ruth, do you think you're both ageing well? What do you think it is that, that keeps you girls ticking along the way that you are? I could think of a lot of things, but you wouldn't believe me. <laughs> no, we would. I, I bet you we would. I bet you we would. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm a firm believer in you or whoever's wanting to believe in yourself. Mm. Now, I, I do believe you have to believe in yourself that you're capable of doing it. And, but while you can believe in yourself and keep going, you're okay. Nice. A lot's got to do, I think, too, with your genes. I mean, my dad died at 97. Sure. Mum's 104. Her sister died at 97. So I have got Buckley's of, you know... <laughs> you're, not, you're not leaving us. <laughs> no, well, yeah. <laughs> um, but I think, I think a lot to do with uh, what you eat and how you respect your body because your body's your temple. That's you true. just desecrate your temple, well, that's the end of it. That's um, true. Now, yeah, go on. Helen, a lot of people um, in your mum's vintage smoked at some stage in their life. Did your mum ever smoke? Never smoked, never drank. Uh, give her a champagne cork and she goes silly. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, that's interesting. Isn't it? <laughs> I don't drink uh-huh. and I don't smoke. Oh, that's great. That's great. Well, look, I've thoroughly and I've got enjoyed... one more question. Oh, okay. Sorry, Damo, I do have one more question. Um, okay. On the doco, yes, I saw doctor. you, I'm sure I saw you doing some um, some tapping or some form of emotional freedom technique, Ruth, and, and when you're on your way to competition. And um, 
I have this perception that you are an avid learner, that you're not someone that gets stuck in a rut and refuses to learn anything. First of all, was that tapping or, or EFT that you were doing? And, and two, if it was, can you just let us know how much you like to learn new things, do new things, keep yourself on the edge of, of, of what's happening? You know, the only... It, it was tapping. Uh, we learned that from our chiropractor, physiotherapist, whatever you like to call her down in uh, Sydney. Uh, she's now moved from there up to Bundaberg, Leonie McMahon. And she taught us that. But ta- she called it tapping. Right. Yep, that's it. That's tapping. Itself. Yep. And, make it- and what what astounded me more was that your mum was actually doing it. Because, again, a lot of people, as they get older, they get resistant to new information, you know, learning new things. Um, yeah. Um, I'm not going to try anything new. Yeah. Well, that for me... It take a while, but we'll try it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, well, it's sensational that you've done it. Um, Ladies, you know, on behalf of Damien and myself... Marcus, you've got... Really grateful that you've given us your... Marcus, it's just so wonderful to hear hear the wisdom. Can you hear me okay? No, 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 no. no. Yeah. uh, It blew out again. It blew it again. You're there now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just start that close again, mate. Yep, sure. Ruth and Helen, sincerely want to thank you for joining us today on more. Absolute. No, he's gone again, isn't he? Ruth and Helen, that's uh, it's been great. I'll talk to you girls. (laughs) I'll talk to you girls. Uh, Mark is obviously gone. He's dropped off. I've dropped off the planet again. But thanks so much for your time. I know that this uh, this podcast will it's going to go out to you know hopefully hundreds of thousands of people and they'll get inspiration like we got inspiration from you know learning your message. So thanks uh, thanks so much for for taking the time to to be with us. And um, now I'm just I'm just going to do a little close here just so that we don't hang up. But I just I thought I'd say thank you just before I go and do this close. Okay, we'll cut all that little bit out. Well, Marcus, that's it for this edition of 100 Not Out. Now, remember, folks, we'd love to hear your feedback. You can provide it in any number of ways, but the best way is to go to our website, www.thewellnesscouch.com forward slash 100 Not Out. Also, if you've liked this episode, then please subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and also check out thewellnesscouch.com where you can view the entire range of wellness podcasts available, including the number one show, The Wellness Guys, which, of course, I'm on. So until next week, continue to make the rest of your life the best of your life. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Hi, Damien Christoph from The Wellness Guys here. The biggest wellness event in Australia is fast approaching and we want to see you there. The Wellness Summit's coming up and it's on Saturday, August the 17th at Crown Melbourne featuring guest speakers David Gillespie, author of Sweet Poison and Big Fat Lies. Also, holistic dentist Dr. Ron Ehrlich from The Good Doctors and my Wellness Guys teammates, of course. The Up For A Chat Girls and many more. Tickets are just $147 for this 10-hour event. So go to www.thewellnesssummit.com to book and for more information. See you there. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.